Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast Feather Your Nest with Kids Health from us at The Nest Kids CPR and Allergy. Uh, The podcast is here to help you get clear and educated about all things child health, first aid and food allergies. So take a listen and don't forget to leave us your comments and reviews. Hello everyone, it's Heidi here from The Nest Kids CPR and Allergy and I'm coming to you today on this live to talk about bedwetting which is something that we don't necessarily hear a huge amount about, but I think we'd be surprised how many children actually still um, have this condition um, and struggle with it through school as well. So um, I've got some notes here on the right. So if you see me um, looking away from the camera, that's what I'm looking at. I don't want to miss anything. Um, If you're unfamiliar with The Nest, then um, uh, pop over to www.thenestcpr.com and um, you can take a look at our classes and our, all our child health blogs as well. There'll be something in there I'm sure will be useful to you. So um, bedwetting can sometimes be called nocturnal enuresis as well. So um, enuresis um, is sort of the, the more the medical term and nocturnal being nighttime. So this is specifically about nighttime bedwetting. Okay, so nighttime bed, bedwetting can be very different to daytime bedwetting. They're two completely different types of things. Um, Bedtime bedwetting is obviously an issue, but um, daytime would be more of a concern. Uh, There might be something more medicalized or um, uh, some kind of um, psychological reasons for that. So it's a lot more common in school age children than we realize. Um, I'm gonna pop a graph up um, with this Facebook Live or in the comments and then um, I'll pop it on my blog as well and there'll be a graph and you can see how many children actually still suffer with bedwetting um, into the school ages. So most children will stop bedwetting over time um, and some may need some simple treatments um, and some on a rare occasion might need a form of medication. So it can be genetic. Um, it has certainly run in our family. Um, we certainly have the, the bedwetting gene, which isn't ideal, but um, it's, it, it's definitely something that they've found that can run in families. Now, my own son is only five and a half, um, so I'm not concerned particularly at this point about him. He's still very young. Um, so uh, although a lot of children at his age wouldn't still be in nappies, mine ears. Um, however, uh, I, I think with time, um, this could definitely um, not be an issue for us. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see though. I'll keep you updated, <clears throat> especially if we need to take any, any treatments or anything like that. So um, some of the reasons um, that a child wets the bed can be um also maybe that the child would just have a small bladder capacity so um it just can't you know retain so much urine um sometimes their kidneys carry on creating urine overnight when normally the kidneys should slow down a bit so sometimes they'll just keep on you know creating as much urine as they do in the daytime um and sometimes they just sleep very deeply and that can be an issue um, and sometimes it can be due to constipation as well. So there's all these things that we can rule out. So we never know specifically exactly what it is, but that is definitely some contributing factors there, obviously along with the genetic link as well. If a parent or both parents um, have been bedwetters, then there's a chance that the um, the child will be too. 
So when to see a doctor? So your child really should be over six by the time you see a doctor because under six, it's usually unnecessary. Um, the child in time will, will grow out of being wet at night. So unless they're six years old, it wouldn't bother, I personally wouldn't bother um, seeking medical attention unless you're very worried and you want some reassurance and you want to chat to someone. That's fine, but it's not, intervention is not recommended before the age of six. It can often just self-resolve. Um, if you or your child are really troubled by it, then you probably need to speak to someone. And especially if you're punishing your child, there shouldn't be any punishment around bedwetting um, at night, um, although it can be frustrating. So if you're feeling like that, definitely um, getting some help would be the thing to do. Um, if your child wets themselves or has bowel movements um, in their pants in the daytime, so then you should be seeing a doctor because really daytime um, wetting or bowel movements is it definitely probably needs to be needs to be seen by a doctor. So treatments for bedwetting can range from very simple um, things like star charts, motivational type stuff. So sticker charts, anything with just a bit of that um, positive reinforcement um, can work absolute wonders. So motivation is definitely very, very successful with bedwetting and that can be a complete cure for your child. So a simple yep, sticker chart, star chart, um, anything like that. Your child should still drink plenty of fluids throughout the daytime um, and evenly throughout the, the day. That What they found is that restricting fluid later on in the day and towards bed towards bedtime is not shown to help um, with bedwetting at all. So that is a common thing that people say, oh, you don't let them drink after, um, you know, or they say, oh, just drink, let them drink milk, you know, later on in the day, but actually that's not shown to make any difference. Um, so the thing that does make a big difference if your child gets to the point where they need intervention is the bedwetting alarms. So they will go underneath your child. Your child would maybe just go to bed with just some pants on and, or a nighty. Um, and there would be like a, a pad underneath your child's bottom. And as soon as that pad gets even slightly wet, this alarm goes off. So the logic being that they, they're waking up with still pretty much a full bladder. So their you know, brain is connecting that they need to wake up because they've got a full bladder. So I think 80% of children become dry through using these alarms. Um, and there's all sorts of guidance on how to use them, but obviously that's for um, only necessary if you actually have to use the alarm, but that's how they work. Um, and it's very low voltage, so they're not in any danger with these alarms or anything that's kind of battery operated. Um, and the logic is that your child should get up and sort of stop the alarm and go to the toilet and then be able to get back into bed, etc. What you can do is have, um, if, you, if you haven't yet got to the point of the alarms, you can get obviously the waterproof sheets underneath um, a normal uh, fitted sheet, which can really save your mattress. Obviously, if it happens more than a couple of times, it can really ruin a mattress. So that's always a good idea to get. There are medications that can help your child's kidneys basically not produce so much urine overnight. Um, but that is something that's used only after all the other more simpler treatments have been tried and if they haven't worked. So there is a medication, but it's it's not first line treatment. Um, and the last thing to say about bedwetting is that it's not helpful to put your child still in nappies or pull-ups because they're unlikely to stop bedwetting um, if they've still got those on. Okay, so that is that that comes recommended that we don't still use them if your child's past that age of six and the bedwetting continues. Uh, we need to be trying other strategies like the motivation 
um, the, the star charts, etc. Um, but without a pull up on, because it's it's not shown to help. It's shown to kind of hinder. So I hope this is helpful for you. Um, take a look over on the Nest website for many, many more videos and child health blogs. You can pick up your first aid pocketbook over there and you can take a look at the book a class tab and see where our classes are. We have public classes in some hospitals and private clinics around Sydney. Um, but if we're not in your area, um, whether that be in Sydney or out Sydney, if we're not in your area, drop us a line, let us know that you want to hold a class. We do home classes too. Um, so hop on over to the website and take a look. Any questions, you know, I'm always here to answer your questions. We're always happy to answer anything over here at The Nest. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. We've loved speaking to you today. Remember to go to the bottom of every page on our website to grab our virtual first aid kit. And don't forget, we've relaunched the Nest Allergy Membership. So if you're a family living with childhood allergy, you've found your support network run by professional allergy nurse specialists. Take care, we'll see you next week.